Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Mike Jarmuz, aka Muzz. He's a general partner at Lightning Ventures, which invests only in Bitcoin companies. Today, we're going to be talking about some considerations when it comes to investing in Bitcoin companies, as well as how to think about whether you should invest or simply buy and hold Bitcoin. We're going to get to all that and more in just a second, but first. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So I'd like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. So you ready for these? Yeah. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? So there was a, first you discover gold, right? Um, You know, in 2009, I don't know if you remember, you turned on the television everywhere you looked. It was trade in all your dollars, trade in everything, buy gold. Um, So that period uh, was like, discovering silver and all of those people, right? The Mike Baloney's and the Kitco's and silver is supposed to be $500 an ounce. And you go through that rabbit hole of hard money. And ultimately you stumble on some message board at some point in time uh, where someone's talking about Bitcoin. And what do you do? The first thing that everyone does when they hear about Bitcoin the first time is you immediately dismiss it. And you say, this is horrible, this is stupid, right? Uh, Regardless of whether it's, you know, pennies or however much it is, you just think this is not going to work, right? And then you wait and there's an amount of time that lapses for everyone. And the, the shorter you can keep that time at any point in time, the better. Right. So then all of a sudden you come back around and, and, and Bitcoin is, is three dollars. Right. Uh, you know, years later. And um, I thought, oh, it's too much. You know, three dollars. Like, that's crazy. I mean, I remember this this garbage a while ago. And you take another look and you eventually get to realizing, hey, this isn't a scam. And then you go deep like we've all done. And then you start playing with it and you start accumulating it. Next question is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? That it's the single biggest middle finger you can give to everything in the world that you do not like. Whether that is the government, whether that is taxation, 
whether that is not having permissionless money, the self-sovereignty aspect of your own finances, uh, anti-Federal Reserve and inflation. It is the ultimate middle finger of voting with your dollars and taking full financial control over your life. Question three is this. What's the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people? Well, I'm an old school guy. So, you know, uh, you know, it was always the Andreas Antonopoulos videos. Um, his books are super easy to read. And still, um, that's a great place to start. I mean, for a beginner learning about Bitcoin. Uh, right, because it's so overwhelming. All of a sudden, you jump in, and it's Lightning Network, and it's Layer Two, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're researching some altcoin or the metaverse, and you want to buy some real estate, and you're like, "No, what happened? Just let's stay on sound money first. Um, I would say that the Mastering Bitcoin book is a classic by Antonopoulos. Um, I would say that you know the Swan Signal chat. Um, uh, the YouTube channel is great. Um, and boy, I don't know what, where do you, where do you send people right now to get going? That's a good question. Um, I think that you have to take it in, in stages, you know, uh, electricity. Uh, I have no idea how it works or it's generated <laughs> or it passes through the wires or it, how does it get to the plug, right? Um, but what I know is, is if I plug my phone in, it's gonna charge, right? And that's really all I care to know about electricity. I don't care to know how it gets in the meter and the bill and it comes in, I don't care, right? So that's kind of the same for Bitcoin. People think they need to have this great understanding about every little thing that happens with Bitcoin. You really don't, you just need to know that it works it's going to preserve your purchasing power and then you just have to be smart with what you're doing with it right because when i send you a zelle payment or a paypal or a venmo nobody stops to say wait a minute what's really happening here do i have to have this complex understanding of how a paypal payment works no you just click the button and you go but the mistake people make is they come into Bitcoin and they think that they all of a sudden now have to have this high mathematical understanding of elliptic curve conversions and all these type of things. And that's really not what it's about. It's be smart with it, secure it, get as much as you can, and just know that that's probably the best thing that you could do. So it sounds like part of your answer is essentially helping people to understand that it's something that won't be inflated away. Like that that's the key concept for people to get. And then on top of that, just knowing how and that it works. Is that is that about right or did I oversimplify it? Right. And it's just it's it's bite-sized chunks, right? All of these questions. You're not the first person. I guarantee you anyone's getting into Bitcoin. Uh, well, what happens if there's no electricity? And what happens if the internet goes out? And and how do I know it can't be hacked? And, you know, all of these things, uh, you can you can take in bite size pieces. Right. And you can slowly learn. But don't think that you immediately have to jump to um, the console and importing keys and and all of that. I mean, that comes in time if you want to piddle with it, but you certainly don't have to just know that it's probably the best thing you can do. Sure. Fourth question is beyond Bitcoin. What's a resource or idea that's been valuable to you or your business recently? Community, um, whether that's a Telegram channel or effective 
marketing or putting on an event or getting people together, I think that having a strong community, uh, maybe it's a Slack channel, um, I don't know, whatever people do, but that's probably like severely underrated. Um, it's probably one of the best things you can do. And we're trying, we're not experts at it. You know, we had an event in Miami and we have a Telegram channel and we're, we're, we're trying to effectively communicate and build a community, but that's probably the best thing. And our final question is what we call our arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Why not? What's your reasoning there? I just think it's more positive. Mm-hmm. I think, I think when, you're, when you're looking at um, saying yes or saying no to something, I think why not is probably more positive than you know, limiting it. I mean, I'm a doubting Thomas by nature, so I'm always asking why, and it's always the show me state kind of stuff. Um, But I think asking why not to get over a limiting belief or get over something that you can't do is probably more powerful. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Mike, today we're going to be talking about Lightning Ventures and a number of different things connected to investing in the Bitcoin space. First of all, could you share with us just a little bit about Lightning Ventures? Sure. So Lightning Ventures is um, a boutique venture firm that was started with uh, myself and two other friends. And um, we focus only on investing in Bitcoin companies. So that's payments, that can be mining, that can be hardware wallets, that can be ways to untap equity in your home, right? And take it out and buy Bitcoin with it or converting Roth IRAs, everything. There's so much going on with Bitcoin with an emphasis on lightning network technology and lightning companies, but overall just focused on Bitcoin companies. We have a small fund that we raised uh, last year. Um, that is closed and we have a syndicate which is 
uh, basically a way that you can invest in awesome Bitcoin companies on a deal-by-deal basis and see what we're up to. And you being who, who could be a part of a syndicate like this? The syndicates are unfortunately limited to accredited investors, Mm -hmm. which is loosening up, right? They're loosening the restrictions on it. They're getting more favorable with crowdfunding regulations. I think that this will all mesh and merge eventually. It's getting there. Um, But yes, it's reserved for accredited investors. And that's an interesting situation because the SEC um, has this very interesting uh, language on that process, and it is a self-accreditation process. So um, if you wanted to invest and be an accredited investor, the hurdle is really the individual clicking the right button. That's, That's basically how the SEC has has set that up. So anyone can apply. You know, we only run Bitcoin deals, Bitcoin companies. Uh, We have one live right now. We have more that are coming, Uh, but it's always active. And I purposely always set the minimum at $1,000. So um, that's very encouraging for somebody who's learning how to do early stage investing. You know, a lot of times it's $25,000 minimum or these crazy minimums. I hate that. That's not how I got started, and I would never want someone to do that. You know, invest a small amount into high quality deals. Read every update from the founder. Read everything that you can and learn. And you're going to have outcomes. You're going to have a scoreboard and each one of those things is going to tell its own story. Right. So, you know, you can get into our syndicate. Um, You'll receive deals. Uh, You can invest for as low as a thousand dollars. And then when those founders come back with we need help, here's what's working, here's what isn't. You know, we're looking for a, an iOS app developer. Maybe that's you. Maybe you invested in that deal. You were one of the people who received the update. And maybe you can now be impactful because it's still mm-hmm. early for these companies, you know. So we try to assemble this army of awesome people, right? Whether it's lawyers or developers or UI, UX people, graphic designers, you know, influencers with with Bitcoin YouTube channels that might be able to help roll out affiliate programs. You kind of develop this army of special people and you invest in these charismatic founders and brilliant teams and all of these things. And then when they're there for you, you try to you step up to the plate and and see if you can't get everyone to rally around what they need. Maybe one thing connecting back to what you said a second ago, what are some things you're doing to build and grow that community? Maybe just Lightning Ventures, the syndicate, whatever else, growing some of that community and letting people know about some of the opportunities for investing in the Bitcoin space. Well, this is a tricky one, right? Because you, you can get very creative uh, about it. So I personally have invested in over 2,000 deals. And many of those, of course, are outside of Bitcoin, right? So I've been in in other people's syndicates and investing groups for a while. And you can see how they run their shop and things that they do. And we definitely try to do things differently. But you're kind of limited with the laws of what you can do. So for example, you can't advertise a syndicate deal, right? Uh, You know, we have a syndicate deal for an awesome Bitcoin company right now, a dollar cost averaging company that everyone loves. They're great. But I can't just put that on Twitter. I can't just put that out there. Um, It doesn't work that way. Right. That that is illegal. That that sort of solicitation. Right. Um, So 
as far as building a community around that, you, you just have to be careful. And this is what we're trying to figure out, right, is how to get people involved and the engagement. And I don't really have an answer to your question because we're just trying ourselves. Yeah. One of the things we briefly touched on before we started recording is how to balance between holding Bitcoin, the the asset, versus investing in Bitcoin companies. Seems like you probably have opinions on the value of both. Would love to hear how you weigh those two for yourself. Right. So this is a really fun topic to think about and to discuss, especially if you do other investing that's not just stack sats, right? Um, you know, you might be a multifamily real estate guy, you know, you might be a stock trader, um, you, you might be an income guy, you know, everyone's at different stages in their life, they're at different ages, they have different goals, okay? So the first thing everyone in the world should do is buy Bitcoin, hands down. That is, that is number one, and that hopefully doesn't ever stop. Right. You should earn it cash back through all these awesome, uh, you know, debit cards, credit cards. If you are using a credit card, make sure you're getting your rewards in Bitcoin. Right. You know, you use the shopping things like Lolly or, you know, sats back and it put them in the browser. Make sure everything you do like gets you Bitcoin. Right. And as well as your weekly buys or daily buys or if you have a windfall, you never stop buying Bitcoin. But I am in the camp of people who believe that early stage investing in general is probably the best way to accumulate life-changing wealth. And I believe that investing in Bitcoin companies is that on steroids. So let's say that it was 2013 and you invested in Coinbase, right? You were in some guy, you were in Lightning Ventures if it existed in 2013. Uh, Coinbase was not a altcoin garbage <laughs> hellhole at that point in time they just probably sold bitcoin and they're doing around and you decided to invest a thousand dollars eight years later when they went public that would be worth roughly like four million bucks okay so if you can get a four thousand x return granted you have to wait eight or nine mm-hmm. years for those real big ones to happen that's never going to happen with Bitcoin now. Okay, Bitcoin's going to do great. Does it go from here? Does it 10x to 400,000 and then sit around for a little while? That would be incredible, right? We would all celebrate the price rise of Bitcoin. But is it going to 1,000x from here? And with those early stage investment opportunities, you have the chance to actually get those. I'm not talking about a meme stock. I'm not talking about some Wall Street bets kind of thing. I'm not talking about a garbage low cap altcoin in a chat group okay these are real companies right coinbase was a real company in 2013 they still are right now and it's that type of story that's how people really make life-changing money so once you have a bunch of bitcoin or depending on your situation or maybe you have an ira maybe you have a 401k with a bunch of money sitting there and you know what you're so done with the stock market and then you go to a company maybe like swan or unchained or alto ira and you say you know what i got 200k in this ira 401k that i'm not going to touch i want to start investing in early stage companies and linking that with my angelist account or linking that with my um however you're buying bitcoin right and you can actually take control you can tap that large market right everyone's racing to this right now we're seeing a bunch of companies getting into it the news today 
fidelity, yeah. right? So that's going to be a mad rush of people that are going to unlock capital. And you can start investing that money, right? People always say, like, where am I going to get money to buy Bitcoin? You probably already have it. You probably already have money to buy Bitcoin. You haven't figured it out yet uh, on to how to untap it. Let, let me close on let me close on one sure. thing real quick, okay? So all the investments that we make in Bitcoin companies are decoupled from price action. They are decoupled from the intermediate price mm-hmm. swings, okay? Mining is a little bit different. Mining is more so tied to the price action of Bitcoin, the hardware. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. But price goes up, price goes down. People are going to spin that fold wheel. People are going to spin that fold wheel no matter what, whether the price of Bitcoin is 400000 or 40000 You know what I mean? People are still going to shop on Lolly. People are still going to buy gift cards. People are still going to um, participate, right? So that's, that's one of the things that we focus on is no matter what happens with the price, we're investing in companies that are going to appreciate no matter what. And then when the price pops, it's a double whammy. Now, a couple of things here that come to mind. First of all, for someone who doesn't have any Bitcoin right now, or maybe they have a, a very small amount because they've, they've just gotten into it. Would you recommend that people build that up to a certain level or percentage before looking at Bitcoin companies or other investments? What are some of the principles you use to figure out how fast do I stack sats versus going ahead and continuing with investment opportunities? Man, I can't even imagine being alive right now in 2022 and not having any Bitcoin. I mean, I just feel so sorry for those people that are just disbelievers or they just don't care. Uh, maybe their life is they're different uh, in a different place to not have any Bitcoin right now. But gosh, you know, and that's probably like of most people, right? Most people still don't have Bitcoin. It's just when you've been in in Bitcoin for a while, you can't even imagine not having any Bitcoin. So what do you do, right? Well, that depends on the individual. Um, back in the, you know, my personal goal back before the price was where it was today, you know, if somebody was on the fence about getting into Bitcoin, I would say to try to own 2.1 Bitcoin. Maybe that's priced out at this point. Maybe for the average person, you know, 100K is is out of reach, right? And you can stack it. And we may have a crazy time. The price is down today. The price is going to always move. There's going to be big shakeouts. You always will have the chance to, to continually stack. Um, that 2.1 number was great for me, right? If you're a wealthy individual, you might want to try to have 21 Bitcoin. Or if you're not, maybe that 0.21 is a good place mm-hmm. to start. But I think the, the, the most important thing is, is if somebody has no Bitcoin, they likely have no Bitcoin knowledge, okay? So what are they going to do when they buy Bitcoin, right? Because it's not just how much do you have, it's how are you buying it? Are they just gonna race to Coinbase? Are they going on Robinhood and they're not even buying real Bitcoin? You know, that was happening for years. So he's like, oh, I finally got into Bitcoin. I bought it on Robinhood. And then you're, you know, well, you can't withdraw it. You can't deposit it. You know, you have a derivatives contract. You don't even have real Bitcoin. Oh, I bought it on PayPal. You don't have real Bitcoin either. You know, SoFi, these, these traditional finance apps, you're not even buying real Bitcoin. So I think the first thing is make sure you're buying real Bitcoin. Um, and then buy it cheaply. And then secure it secure it 
out of the exchange, right? Get it in your own possession, right? Get a, get a hardware wallet at the house. And that, that takes time. If you have $100 worth of Bitcoin, you need to put about $100 of thought into securing that Bitcoin. And if you have $100,000 of Bitcoin, likewise, you got to put about hundred grand into actually securing it. You just got to start somewhere, buy a little bit, and then take manageable bites on learning. And real quick point of clarification, the if you have a hundred grand, it takes a hundred grand of thought, not an additional hundred grand to protect it, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Nobody I, should I, I, nobody should ever charge you for <laughs> securing your Bitcoin. I just wanted to make sure because I, I may have missed that part, but I wanted to make sure that no one listening thought that um it required that much security. That's more if you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold, you need a hundred thousand dollars worth of security. My next question is is connected to how do you begin uh, thinking through what to look for when it comes to good Bitcoin companies to invest in. And if you have much of a knowledge, I know you're doing mostly uh, private deals, but if you have knowledge on public companies, just some thoughts there as well. Um, how do you begin to look at Bitcoin companies to figure out what the opportunity is, considering we're so early on when it comes to Bitcoin companies that you can invest in? Everyone has different rules as far as what they invest in. Some people don't invest in pre-revenue companies, right? That's just it. It doesn't matter what the company is. They don't invest in pre-revenue companies, right? Some people don't invest in hardware companies. It doesn't matter what the company it does. We don't invest in hardware companies, right? So everyone has these type of rules. Our only rule with Lightning Ventures right now that we stand by is that it must be a Bitcoin company. If it's a altcoin casino in Dubai somewhere, it's probably not a bad deal. And I may invest personally. I might refer it to someone else. It might be a great investment for anyone watching this, right? But that's our rule, is it has to be a Bitcoin company. So what are Bitcoin-only companies? Cash App and Square, you know, or Block, they're called now, they are a Bitcoin company. They are not out there fussing around with Litecoin and Monero and everything else, right? They get it. That's why it is a Bitcoin-only company, okay? Um, something like Swan, Swan Bitcoin, super beloved in the space, you know, one of the best. They are a Bitcoin-only company, right? Um, people like Michael Saylor, they are Bitcoin-only, right so that's our prerequisite right that is that is where we're staying with that and that's not to say that there isn't nfts that are on bitcoin that are cool little art companies and awesome things that we will invest into but they are bitcoin companies what else um you know every once in a while you come across a company that is actually profitable imagine that um, it does happen every once in a while. You'll see a company that says, you know, we've never raised money and we're actually profitable and we're getting ready to raise around. And um, that's kind of like a lock and load, prioritize this. Um, and then you have companies that have maybe an idea at best, okay, with s nothing real that's built and they want to raise a million bucks and they want to hire a CFO and they want to do all of these type of things that really are a distraction and a total waste from doing what they should be doing, which is just build something, right? So you just like um, you, would, you would see somebody who's maybe frugal 
and spends their money in a certain way or not, you can look at a founder and say, oh my gosh, uh, Matt Hill from Start9, one of like the best example. They spent like 80,000 bucks and they built their product that included legal, that included their team, that was salaries, that was everything that they did to get from like zero to one cost like 80 grand. And then you have companies that have just burned tons of cash um, to get basically to the same spot, right? So you have kind of all these, let me, let me say this, when you go to cross the street, okay, how do you know it's safe to cross the street? There isn't, it's not just wait for the walk sign, right? Because there could be a freaking lunatic in the middle of the street, like I lived in New York City, you know what I mean? The sun could be in your eye. There could be a car turning right. There's a million different things that you have to look at. There's not one answer for how do I know when to cross the street. So when you're evaluating um, an investment, especially an early stage company, there's all these things. Who else is investing, right? That's called signaling, okay, if anyone doesn't know, okay? Who else is investing and why, all right? Let's say that... um, Let's say that your company is raising 10 million bucks, okay? And SoftBank or Union Square Ventures or one of these big companies is taking like 7 million of the 10, okay? Mm -hmm. So you got $3 million left. And then maybe you got Will Smith and, uh, you know, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Jay-Z's venture fund, right? They're taking another 2.5 million. And then you got a little 500K left out of that 10 million. Okay, if SoftBank or one of these big companies is putting in seven million bucks, could you invest five grand? That's that's the question, because the amount of work and due diligence that they had to do to make that decision, we're talking about consensus. Okay, we're talking about nine people in a room that all have to agree that they are making that investment. Okay. It takes months, okay? It takes months and a data room and every single thing that they want, okay, to to make that decision. So when you're in a syndicate like ours and you're learning how to invest, you're not going to get a call with the founder, you know? You're not going to, like, what are you going to be able to tell from, like, a LinkedIn profile at that point? You know, what kind of due diligence can I do following on behind that type of a round, there's nothing I'm going to discover that they haven't done, right? So you do as much at a glance, okay, or a deep dive at two in the morning in your boxers, maybe, uh, when, you, when you really get into reading it. Um, you do as much as you can, and then you invest a small amount, and then you just learn, right? So that's signaling. So you're looking for signaling. Nobody's in the deal. Nobody's invested. Now you got to think. That, that's scary, right? To be the actual first money in. Okay. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Airbnb? Somebody comes to you with an opportunity for Airbnb and they have no investors and they're telling you that, you know, you're going to, you're going to let some stranger take your apartment or better yet, you're going to sleep in some stranger's apartment. It had to sound like the most ridiculous idea in the world, right? And then once they get into YC, And once all the big firms and the top seed firms started investing and piling in, well, now now it's a little bit of a different story. Look at the traction, month-over-month growth, you know? If you're growing 400% quarter-over-quarter, that's that's what you want to see, you know? That's what you're looking for. 
So you take all of these things into consideration and then you make your decision. I tell you what I, what I, what I don't like to see is, is if a company raises at this valuation and then six months later they raise again at the same or a slightly higher valuation with no meaningful progress. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. They do not have any sort of growth. There's no wind in the sails and they're raising again. That's not a good sign. Yeah. You don't want to keep supporting those things. You want to wait until there's a breakout point. So if people have liked what they've heard today, they like the idea of being an early investor in a Bitcoin company, where should they go? And maybe also uh, to that point, for people who are listening to this thinking, hey, I have an idea. I would love to see if there's funding out there for me. Those two groups of people, where can they go to find out more about potentially working with Lightning Ventures? Well, our website is ltng.ventures, uh, right? And you can definitely contact us if you're a founder or operator or thinking of raising money or want to learn more on how to get your project funded. That's ltng.ventures. If you are an angel investor or want to learn about angel investing or get started or a Bitcoiner and want to learn how you can invest in awesome Bitcoin companies, then same thing on the website. You can click the the syndicate link there. You do have to sign up for AngelList. You do have to accredit yourself. That can take one to two days. And then just click on our Lightning Ventures link. And it's a very quick little application process right you don't you don't want to you don't want to let everyone in okay but at the same time uh if you're passionate about bitcoin and you know on our end we do a little bit of recon on you and you seem like an awesome guy and you put a nice note in there and you're you're willing to help these companies then then you get in the fold and then you'll start getting deals you'll just get a an email in your box that says lightning ventures invited you to invest in whatever the company is and then you can read our proprietary deal memo, what we think of it, why we're investing, how much we're investing personally. You can ask questions. We often do a founder Q&A video, right? Which sometimes we put up on our YouTube channel, which we've not put that much work into. <laughs> um, but but that's it, yeah. LTNG.Ventures. And, um, and I love getting people excited about investing. It, it can be very confusing, it can be overwhelming, and I want to simplify that for people, and I want to answer any of your questions as far as how to demystify a lot of this stuff. I think this stuff is for everyone, and I think it's the best way to make life-changing money. All right, well, Mike, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. All right, I hope I didn't bore you, and thanks for having me. All right, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out, our email is info at bizbitshow.com. Also, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and scroll on down to the show notes. There you'll find ways to connect with me and our guest, as well as our excellent sponsors who can help you succeed in your life and in your business. Keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. 
If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today